Can we just start serious? I've uh, really need to talk to you, man. Uh, every way, every morning I wake up, uh, just the same. Uh, just, I just feel like another victim of ordinary fame. I don't see myself as invincible. It's not true at all. I'm just your average, ordinary, everyday hero. Trying to save the world, but never really sure. Do you know Smash Mouth is part of this movie? Yes. They've got the uh, titular the, song. The Smash Mouth montages. <laughs> I think Smash Mouth. I think Shrek. Mm, I don't think same. this movie. Definitely not. And this movie we're talking about is The Pacifier. The action comedy drama from the great year of 2005, released March 4th. Dude, this movie is PG and its runtime is an hour 35. Yeah. Sounds sounds about right. For a 2005 film. (laughs) That and this movie, I'm surprised was able to make it over an hour. Same. Its budget was $56 million. Tell me how much you think it made back if it made back. Uh, I feel like it made eighty million. One hundred and ninety-eight point six million dollars. I was gonna say, I feel like it was a little bit popular, more movie back in the day. Dude, if you told me this movie hit the theaters, I would say you're lying to me because I don't remember this movie at all, and. I'm a little fog on the details of how I even own it, but I think it was an acquired from the marriage <laughs> DVD, and I know she hates it fully, so it is what it is. This movie is directed by Adam Shankman. You ever heard of this man? Mm-mm. All right, good thing, because I don't know if you've watched The Writing Planner, A Walk to Remember, Bringing Down the House. Before he made Pacifier? Huh, weird. Okay, then after no. Pacifier, he made Cheaper by the Dozen. I remember that. Yeah, some weird... Uh, he's got music videos, I guess aren't weird. Some TV, Rock of Ages of 2012. And then we scroll up a little bit, and in pre-production, he's got Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. Apparently this has been in like limbo forever to get made. We'll see if that ever comes about. Uh, we're writing. We're having writers, uh, Thomas, Lenore, and Robert Ben Grant. And again, I don't know if you're gonna know any anything that they've ever done. Um, yeah, nothing. Rocking Bullwinkle short. <laughs> I I mean, again, you're kind of getting this kitty kind of movie, which. I think it's problematic in itself. So I'm not even going to talk about the writers because it doesn't really matter. And then producer game, PG 13, kind of spy child movie. No, PG, sorry. No 13. I'd say seven. Ooh, eight. So close this time. Dang it. You're getting better at this game. <laughs> getting better. It's always surprising of what movies take what. Uh, the back of my sweet DVD, the cover of this looks like it's some kind of photoshopped monstrosity. I don't think Vin's arms are that big or his head that small. <laughs> and seriously, I know like baby bottles aren't the biggest thing, but this picture just makes it look so unproportional to everything else that it is 
Sad. Oh, and the ducks walking on a ball. Interesting. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Walt Disney Pictures presents action hero Vin Diesel. When I say Vin Diesel, what do you think of? Um, Fast and Furious or Triple X. Did you write the back of this? Vin Diesel, Triple X, The Fast and Furious. <laughs> Damn. In a fast-paced comedy... <sighs> <laughs> from the director of Bringing Down the House. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lieutenant Shane Wolf is a tough-as-nails Navy SEAL who has controlled military operations in every corner of the globe. Now the ultimate test when he's assigned to protect the home front. As in, a house loaded with five out-of-control kids. Whoa. 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 But even when he trades combat gear for diapers and juice boxes, it's not just a babysitting job. It's an adventure. <laughs> in babysitting. Okay, now I made that part up. But, you might, but you're getting really close to adventures in babysitting. Uh, oh, way better movie. Uh, armed with hilarious laughs and tons of great bonus features. It's a perfect DVD for the whole family to enjoy. Or wish to God it was over. Because... <laughs> Holy shnikes, this movie is... Woo! A train wreck. All right, first things first, because just some internet jibble-jabber. Dwayne Johnson was considered for the role of Shane Wolf. Yeah, of course he was. Of course he was, because you got Well, they they had to switch it up because, you know, he... Well, I don't know when this movie actually came out, but I mean... Oh, five. No, I know, but I'm talking about the movie that The Rock was in, because he was... uh, you know, the, like the, the Tooth, Tooth Fairy, Fairy and uh-huh. whatever the hell else kids' movies. Yeah, so I was going to say that's probably why they went with Vin Diesel because, you know, he, The Rock already had his, you know, silly little gag it, movie. It would have added to the feud of, of them <laughs> in, in future years of Fast and Furious, I guess. Yes. Uh, this is Vin Diesel's first Disney movie. So, question off the bat with that, with that fact if you're an actor, are you, are you waiting to get that job with Walt Disney in any way shape or form does that just open a gajillion doors for you as a as a working actor I mean I don't think so I think it you don't think did. so well no I mean I think it just depends on if you're actually good and if the people like your work I mean just because you work with Disney doesn't mean like I mean look at the movie <laughs> well I, I the only reason I say that is because it's nothing really against Vin Diesel. No. But how do you pay somebody of Vin Diesel's caliber? Well, go for that matter, even Bradley Cooper, to do the voices for Rocket and Groot. Mm-hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, Vin Diesel gets paid to say, oh, I'm Groot. Yeah. Once into a microphone and then gets paid for it every time it's said. That's why I ask, like... I think if you're to go back on some of these actors and find like, oh, they did this weird small Disney part. Oh, now look into they're into a multi million dollar movie in the long run. Like, yeah, I get like this movie's oh five, like it's almost a decade before he's into a Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think for some reason, like, there's I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. I'm just talking at my ass. No, I don't think you are. Because, I mean, you do these kids' movies and why. And I go back to, if you're Vin Diesel, Triple X, which is its own weird thing in itself, Fast and the Furious, 
why do you why do you transition to a Disney movie? Yeah, it is quite weird. Um, and maybe it's just to like reach like all the audience, I guess. I mean, I I don't know. Well, let's. This is just something they just transition into, and they're like, yeah, like, I have time to do it, so I did it, and, you know, I mean, I feel like it could be a number of different reasons. That's true. There's there's a lot to it. Um, Do you remember Street Sharks? That might have been before your time. Mm, I was going to say, I don't don't know. I don't think so. So they were a toy, Street Sharks, and Vin Diesel was, like, did the commercial... For it. I don't think that's his biggest thing. But anyways, so Vin Diesel, real quick, used to be a bouncer. He's only 5'11". <laughs> but, I mean, he's... I mean, cut-wise, he's fairly cut. There's better, there's worse than him. You know? Right. But just him starting out, Saving Private Ryan was kind of the biggest thing he was in. Yeah. And he just not... And you go back and watch that movie now, and you're like, holy crap, it's Vin Diesel. Yeah. Oh, and he's dead. Okay. <laughs> and then he goes on to voice the Iron Giant. The Chronicles of Riddick, or no, that's a TV movie. Pitch Black was probably my first introduction to Vin Diesel, and I, I kind of like that movie, but I'm a sucker for space and aliens. Right. So you go from Pitch Black to The Fast and Furious, Knockaround Guys, Triple H, A Man Apart, Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, that's a video game. Then the Chronicles of Riddick movie. Then the pacifier, and we go on, and he does that Tokyo Drift cameo, and then Fast and Furious. To then it, we're kind of now we're building a resume of Fast and Furious, Riddick, Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw, and then we actually get, wait, he wasn't in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh no, we weren't. <laughs> Whoops, no, he wasn't. You're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yep. Uh, and then you get Guardians of the Galaxy, and I mean from here on out, I mean. Again, then you get like Triple X Return of Xander Cage from 2017, which was terrible. And it, yeah. You know, and then you get into Avenger stuff. And, you know, his his announced and pre production movies right now is F9, you know, Furious 9, Avatar 2, Guardians 3, another Riddick movie, and then Fast and Furious 10. So, I mean, he's booked up. The guy's working. Holy moly. And I, I don't know. Thoughts on Vin Diesel? Just in general. I mean, it's not like I don't like him. Did, I mean, did I'm, you like Fast and Furious better with him in it? <clears throat> I mean, it, I guess it's kind of hard to say who would you, like, you know, who would you prefer? What would make the movie better if like he wasn't in it? You know, like who would you replace him with? And I really don't know, but yeah. I think he's probably a better fit than most because I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm aware that like him and Paul Walker were actually into like the car stuff, you know, outside yeah. of the actual movies. And okay. yeah, sure, a lot of people can be an R, but um, I don't know. I, I think he's he's not bad for those films. Granted, I only think uh, a few of those are good, and I think they're kind of running a little bit too far with it, but. I think all in all, Vin Diesel's a decent person and a decent actor. I mean, I wouldn't say he's he sucks or I, I dislike him, but I mean, he's half in, half out with me, I'd say. I, I guess is it because he can play like 
a heavy, I mean, and when I say I mean like a strong man mm-hmm. in these movies because he's not like super jacked either. Like his physicality, I mean, you don't want to compare him to The Rock, but for God's sake, The Rock, <laughs> you know, he's massive. And you you throw The Rock into these Fast and Furious movies next to Vin Diesel, who used to be the heavy, and he looks like. Nothing. Small potatoes. Yep. And it's like, so do you ask Vin Diesel like get huge, or do you say, yeah, just keep fit enough to look <laughs> like you don't want to be messed with? <laughs> but I feel like we're gonna start talking about Fast and Furious more than the Pacifier. True. We should probably just stop talking about Vin Diesel in general. So <laughs> these kind of movies are nothing new. And my, another question I've got off the bat is, who is this for? A PG thirteen kind of who done it? It's not PG thirteen. I'm sorry, God, it it's PG because it blows my so, mind. This is a PG movie. So I'll tell you who it's for. It's for the Vin Diesel fans slash families. That's what it's for. I got to make a family movie. Yes, uh, every voice I do is Batman. Apparently, <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. Even though it's we got to make a movie. <clears throat> not an ounce of Corona in this movie either. Yeah, which is oddly satisfying. Well, he's in he's a military man. He can't be drinking on the job in front of children. Yeah, he's gotta stay sharp. A lot of moral Gotta stay frosty. <laughs> Was that Statham? <laughs> oh goodness. We don't do impressions very often at all. And we're not good at them. Okay, so like I said, this is nothing new film wise. So I looked up just on Google. Um, secret or like uh, kids spy movies and you get a long list of things that ranges from like the penguins of Madagascar to like uh, spy kids mm-hmm. and when you oh no I typed in PG spy movies first one Goldfinger Thunderball like James Bonds were PG-13 mind you that was 1964 right and I mean, even then, I don't think you got PG thirteen ratings until Pierce. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little before that. But PG thirteen spy movies is nothing new. And I came across this one that we've got to watch, and it blows me away. It's called The Secret Agent Club, starring Hulk Hogan, who as a toy salesman at day and a super spy at night. Dude, you already got me. 1996. Hulk Hogan. That's... Family comedy. Okay, we talk about this runtime is an hour and a half. Guess how long this one is. I mean, is it longer? Uh, you Just give me a number, bro. An hour? <laughs> you can't make a movie for an hour. And re- <laughs> sure you can. I You could. I mean... It's been done before. It's Hulk Hogan. How long do you think he can sustain a... I mean, you can be going on over there. Brother, brother, get over <laughs> brother. here. Dude, this freaking movie clocks in at two hours, 42 minutes. Oh, wow. A PG spy movie for kids. How are you keeping kids uh, entertained that long? I don't know if you keep me entertained for that long. Yeah, I need to find this movie and watch it because now I'm like, ooh, hells yeah, Hulk Hogan. Let's Hell see what yeah, he's all brother. about. So, again, so who is this story about this movie who is the story about 
Um, the father that died. Okay, speaking of father that died, I didn't think he actually died. Because he's killed off screen. Yeah. And movie magic or theory dictates to me if it's off screen, it didn't happen. But and then PG. I forget that I'm PG. Yeah. You have to do it off screen. I know. And then he. Wolf kind of dropped the ball on this, letting him just be out in the open to, you know, call his people real quick, his yeah. wife real quick. Like, no, 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 no. Let's get 100% safe before we do that. Let her worry a little bit longer. Oh, now you're dead. Now she'll worry the rest of her life. Yeah. Cool. But I guess he had to die for the plot to move along. Mm-hmm. I guess. Movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie, bro. Why do we care about these characters? Which characters? Any of them. Because it's a movie? Okay. <laughs> uh. All right. No, I so I, I this, guess I guess you watch this movie and you see little layers of like Home Alone, and do you remember the movie Three Ninjas? No. Oh damn it, dude! So one where the brothers all learn karate from their grandpa and then end up beating the shit out of some home invaders, and they were mad. okay. You know what? Look it up on your own time. I'm not going to explain it to you. Okay. Anyways. This I so I think this movie is about the Murinator, the vice principal, <laughs> who should have been fired a long time yeah, ago for say, child bullying, so creepy, dude. and child endangerment, and He's verbal so and physical abuse. Should have been fired, probably locked up. That's who this movie is about. His redemption story, because well, the titular pacifier. Let's talk about that. This movie's got a meaning when it comes to the title. A, he's the pacifier because he can make your baby shut up. (laughs) And apparently it's a wrestling move where you make someone jam their fingers into their own mouth to get them to shut up. So... Yeah, but it's just so stupid. Because (laughs) the... like. The the angle that he had his arm, uh-huh. like when you're sitting there like this, like this, this doesn't hurt. Like, yeah, but he had his, he, like, was I, he? Was I don't he, know. It just, I'm not it's a, just, I'm not a marine and don't or uh, seal it just, and it don't just know how to like, put people in the pacifier. It just seemed like the pacifier move wasn't like that crazy because yeah. Uh, yeah but besides the point, it's just. So usually we try to touch on like the the themes of this of the movies, and I think this one hits a lot, and that might be a problem for this. Um, good versus evil is yes and no, yes and no to an extent. Like it kind of gets kinda buried is. under some layers. Death, yes, kind of. Uh, perseverance, kind of. Coming of age a little with the teenager kids, yeah, the kind of. Drama. I lean that this movie is more towards a family drama, yeah, for sure. Big time. And because it's got so many different themes to it, it's hard to... A lot of this movie logically doesn't make a lot of sense. No. It really wants to force what's going on. And because of that, it's it's just tough. So and also we try to talk about like the internal logic and external logic. This movie really doesn't have any. It really doesn't matter 
except for maybe the end where there's this freaking labyrinth labyrinth of a vault that they have to get through underneath a garage oh my that gosh. no one knows about but this guy like this is next level xavier i'm hiding a big ass jet under my Dude, property type stuff uh, the only thing i couldn't help thinking when i saw that scene is like what if what if this guy just has like an off day or something when he goes down into the vault like what what if what if just what you mean like he's gonna go down there and, oh he can't remember this yeah that's why he does them every night so he doesn't forget like it just uh... okay so okay are we just jumping to the end that was my question towards the end no does he have a bypass to all that or does he have to do that every time to get to I, the end man i don't know i feel like you should better have a bypass because if not that's how do you explain like singed clothes three times a week yeah. Hey, you were out in the garage. What were you doing? Uh, nothing. Well, why are you singed? Um, uh, I'm s- smoking. <laughs> I'm smoking now. Whatever. Yeah. It <laughs> just it's kind of stupid. The whole premise of this movie is basically stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's why I go back to who is this for? Because as an adult, I'm bored. Very bored. As a ten-year-old. Would I care? Because some of this humor is geared towards adults, obviously. And some of it's just really not for anybody. But, okay. Um, you just want to go through notes I had through this? Yeah. All right. My first note, I'm sorry. I'm tired of briefings happening once the mission has started. Yeah. What? You can say that again. And, you, and then you did a suit up. Well, was that the start of the mission? Because then they're on... How were they not seen? There's an overhead shot where that water is so crystal clear. I don't see how they're able to sneak up with the helicopter in the air, even though they're underwater. And, and the jet skis floating around. The, the, there was jet skis circling the boat, too. Again, we gotta remember we're in a PG thirteen mindset. No PG. I'm God damn it! <laughs> because this movie shouldn't be PG. <laughs> this movie shouldn't exist. Oh, okay. Gosh dang it! I got EMP grenade. That's pretty cool. How are these guys not seen? This is pretty much Fast and Furious on jet skis because he's freaking <laughs> balls out during this thing. Uh, I, uh, he finally gets onto the boat to get this guy. Uh, my way, no highway option. So he's very <laughs> into it. Gets this guy back before he gets on the chopper. The dad's like, "I gotta call my family because reasons," and he's like, "Fine, do it." And the next thing, <laughs> next thing we know, he's dead. Um. So, question for every Vin Diesel movie outside of like science fiction, it's like Riddick. Dude, does he just wear plain t-shirts, like white? Yeah. Like, dude, is he just coming to work from home? Like, I got my cargos <laughs> on, and I got my white V-neck. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Like, and seriously. Like, action. Yeah. Like, uh. Vin Diesel's onset wardrobe is just <laughs> that closet full of khakis uh. and white shirts, and it's just day after day, just the same stuff. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Because that's uh, whatever. Uh, let's talk about 
the whole conceit of this movie real quick. So the guy he goes to rescue dies in the line of duty. Mm -hmm. So he is in charge of making a program called Ghost. Yes. He dies so they don't know where it is. So two months, mind you, two months after his death, Vin Diesel is asked to watch over the house because A, there's been some possibility of a lurker around, and B, because the mother has to go out of town to open a safety deposit box their dead husband had. Those are the only reasons he's there. Yeah, it literally does. Right? It just makes no sense. And there's a babysitter. Mm -hmm. Well... In house nanny, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was. Say more of a nanny Anyways, than a babysitter. So, this movie, how long is he there for? At the house. So when he shows up, it wasn't like a few weeks. Ex- yeah. So partway through this, I a the kids. I absolutely hate the oldest two kids at the start. Oh my god! And. They're shit heel little teen jerkwads. And this mom leaves, and I know she's going to assume she's gone for the weekend. But these kids are like late every day. She's failing out of like driver's ed. He's not going to wrestling practice. All of these problems are happening before he even shows up. Yep. So it kind of paints the family in a bad light. And yeah, I get they're grieving. But. I'm kind of under the impression like some of these behaviors are pre-death of dad. Definitely. And so Vin Diesel shows up, so he's got to whip some people in the shape, uh, if, I guess. <laughs> why the hell is there a duck in the house? Um, I know exactly why. It's for comedic relief. Okay, so that he bites. twice, okay, I think. Let's talk about the duck's arc of this movie. <laughs> He what bites. Was his, what was his name? Howard. Gary. Was it Gary? Why Gary is Howard. I don't know because it's Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Howard the Duck from what? Well, it was a movie. It's a Marvel comic. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Did Howard the Duck was in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways. Carry on. Gary bites Vin's, Vin Diesel's ear. It's and then he... I know, right? It's like... It's just... I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny, like, the reaction, though, because, like, it, it, I, it looks considerably real, and it's just funny because he's just like, ah, ah, it's got my ear. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> like it was a real thing. Like, yeah. Like, he wasn't uh, expecting it. Yeah. Uh, little bit of good acting from Vin Diesel on that part. So, he bites the ear. At what point is he training this duck to bite balls? Uh, Yeah, man. And I go back to, who is this for? You've got a duck biting some balls at the end of this movie for reasons. Because the duck needs to be part of this and... 
like the, the duck is part of the family, dude. Well, if I read and this stuff is accurate, Jackie Chan was allegedly supposed to be this character, and the whole joke was he wanted to eat the duck. <laughs> it's extremely offensive if that's the case. I think, but uh, yeah. but but whatever. And would it have been weird since the neighbors are South Korean, North Korean crap? Yeah. Anyways, remember. I'm not getting into different places. Uh, so Vin's asked to come in, watch the house while she's gone to get the safety deposit box. No one knows where Ghost is. They're hoping this is Ghost. Yes. Okay. Vin Diesel kind of gets walked on. Things start happening. I I actually why why is the wife leaving? And then my next part is he doesn't know the difference between video game sounds and real gunfire. Yeah, which yeah. has been used quite a bit in movies, and yeah. maybe currently that might be true, more true because well, and, of the sound effects. Well, and also too, like he there was like no hustle with him either, you know. He's thinking that there's like gunshots and whatnot. He's still just kind of, what are there gunshots in here? Yeah, like what is he's that not sound, and he's kind of you know creeping around. It's like, dude, like you need to be moving. Yeah, if exactly. you're actually thinking that those are gunshots in the actual house. Yeah, so he's uh, not liking how this whole uh, house is ran, and boy, this I'm forgetting my exact point of like where this is in the movie but the oldest two kids put like oil at the top of the stairs Mm -hmm. and then like the nanny ends up falling down dude either way you slice that you are towing that line of borderline killing somebody yeah paralyzing them or flat out killing them and they should know that too they're in high school like but they hate this guy so much like uh, part of the struggle is they hate him so much because the way he is and they don't understand why he's there until later when for reasons they get attacked in their house while everybody's still awake and like oh shit like we should take this more seriously oh yeah we need him which the movie doesn't even take this whole premise seriously to begin with but I mean it is what it is um and then, oh, the line. So when the neighbors are walking and they start speaking, I'm just going to stick with South Korean. North okay. Korean? Korean. Korean. That works. To themselves. And then he speaks it back to them. And they're like, we speak English. And it's like, <laughs> I'm tired of that. Like, then speak English. But when you start speaking a different language, like, secret, secret. Right. But he heard you. And then he didn't like it, so he got all offensive about it. I hate yeah. that. I hate that in movies. Yeah, like, it's kind of just like an easy way out with it. Yeah. Um, this movie also tries. It tries to lay some groundwork for mystery. Oh, before I do that, oh my god. Okay, real quick. Waking up at six o'clock and doing their whole training thing remind me of Kindergarten Cop. Yep. Which I know he doesn't live with the kids, but he's still making them work out red leader baby leader red baby whatever very star wars yeah well at the time it's just so done dudes like all right i was just use your name of this instead of remembering your names yeah like, what yeah i'm like i can't remember your names i'm not gonna <laughs> it's like okay, i mean but you've made military yeah i was gonna say like don't get me wrong like i'm i'm horrible with names as well but i mean when you're living with this family for how long now 
Well, and get, you're going well, to be with him for probably a while. Like, well, no, he did it because he he was expected to be there the weekend. That's where this yeah, movie gets true. muddy. Is he was supposed to yeah. be there the weekend? So a bunch of stuff happens in this like even so day or two. So he's not trying to get attached. I'm just here to protect. I don't need to know your names. If we can get through the weekend, I'm gone. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <sighs> um, okay. So he tries to find the oldest boy. He goes to his bedroom and the bedroom door is locked. So he freaking kicks it down and the thing shatters like it's made out of uh, not a door. Uh, not a door. And then the kid door. walks out of the bathroom. Well, wait, so he wasn't in there, but the door was locked? Yep. Okay. So just so we could have a sweet he just locks, smash. Yeah, he just locks his door every time he leaves it. Is he getting? I guess, I guess he's got a secret way to open it back up. That's his teenage boy, I guess. Oh. Sure. Okay, so going back to like this mystery groundwork. There's a ghost in the house. Because one of the little boys is like, yeah, he's afraid of a ghost in the house. So now this kind of turns into a mystery investigation from Shane that he's got to figure out where this ghost is. That's the end goal. Oh, here we go. Oil on the stairs almost kills somebody. <laughs> uh, but instead, the nanny falls down it and damn near dies. <laughs> and then proceeds to quit. And so I go back to... Are these kids shit heels to this nanny all the time, and this is the last straw? Or they, or she was just like, "Nope, I'm taking a break for a week. You've got him." I thought she was quitting. Either way, um, yeah, the fight with her was kind of funny and good, ish. Not to give it too Agreed. much credence, but she bites him. Pretty good stuff. Uh, he smacks his hand into a baby diaper full of poop. And if you're ever a parent, you can relate to, like, sometimes just poop everywhere. Um, Hulk reference. A. Say it again? There's a Hulk reference in here. She's like, my friends think you look like the Hulk. Or oh, I think you look yeah. like the um, <laughs> The, like, preteen girl, <laughs> her interaction with him about, why are your boobs so big? Gosh. That's kind of a nice, like, they're not boobs. Like, kind of a nice diss to him. Um, I, let's see here. Yeah, the mom just left with, like, a bunch of stuff that had to be done. Um, The principal, of course, is ex-military, too, so they get along great. And we're introduced to the Murinator here. <laughs> the vice principal, who... Shames name calls and just acts like a complete douche to this kid. It's just this character is just off the wall. Like dude. this guy does not belong in this movie <laughs> at all. Like it's, so it's the weirdest place. freaking side character of like power trippy. Uh, and not, nothing against like Brad Garrett. Like he's done some good stuff. Yeah, but, like, no, he's fine. It's just the character is just. It's like why would a vice principal? <laughs> Bad way, dude. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Especially like he's just like on this one kid like all the time for like wrestling, which you turn to find out he only does it because his dad wanted him to. It's not what yeah. he wants to do. So, all right. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So again, this goes back to this weird muddled timeline of like weird stuff. So, okay. He's supposed to be there for two days, but they're back at school on a Monday. 
somehow one of them's able to flush the special wristbands he gave them that is a locator device. No. Dude, this guy's freaking effing dedicated because he drives that minivan like it's fast and furious. Oh, yeah. Jumps into the sewer and finds this thing. I don't know how it made it down yeah. the toilet, but all right. We got we got poop jokes in our PG kid movie. Oh, gotta have them. Awesome. Gots to and have And then we em. get this sweet, sweet little scene here of Vin Diesel in a towel walking around this house for reasons. And he doesn't know that the Girl Scout troop is coming over. So this goes back to this guy has no idea what's going on, but he's supposed to be providing protection. Yep. But I'm sorry, little little assassin girl comes wandering in, takes <laughs> out the whole family, and I'm thinking of a uh, girl. <laughs> yeah. That so like later, well not later, but like shortly after that, you know, when the Girl Scouts showed up, mm-hmm. like that's what kind of drove me nuts was. When they were throwing the, the house party. Oh, get, yeah, get to it. Because I'm curious what you got to say. I guess my... Okay, one, why would you throw a huge raging party like that when you know he's going to be back? Okay, Two, well, their reaction when he shows up doesn't make any sense. It's literally like... It's literally like she was expecting him to be like gone and just well, disappear. That that's why I get confused on this timeline because the order of events I have is the Girl Scouts come to the house, he's in his towel. Yep. You're supposed to be the den mother. Well, what do we do? Okay, we're selling cookies. So he takes them to sell cookies outside of a grocery store. Is it Costco? Because the second yeah, time they go, it's like Costco. So he's out doing that, and then afterwards they go out to eat at like a family play area mm-hmm. thing yeah this is when the party's going on so are you telling me they're throwing a party like on a monday because yeah, it's we're we just have been at school <sighs> and been introduced to the murinator and the vice and the principal yep and then all the crap the kids are doing now we're all of a sudden doing girl scout stuff while they're gone and there's a house party going on so not only is that kind of dumb but if he's supposed to protect the kids, he's taken this one out to go do this activity with the infant and then the toddler and leaves the two oldest at home. Yep. So is he babysitting or is he providing protection? Because <sighs> he's got the house wired for intruders, which that's when we get our sweet Smash Mouth song for 30 Well, seconds. Well, and that's the other thing too is... If you're in that situation, I don't think you'd be going to school. I don't think you'd be doing much of anything if your life could theoretically be at stake like that. You know, well, like if he's if he's supposed to be protecting the family, I mean, wouldn't you think that everything would kind of just be ignored at this point and would just be like, okay, well, we're either moving you to this... Or, or, I mean, even having more people to, to watch the, the kids. Because, yeah, just like you asked, is he babysitting or is he protecting them? Well, at this point, he's babysitting. And that's very counterproductive to like exactly. the end result of like, what this alleged mission is supposed to be. Exactly. Because there's just a lot of dropped lines and timeline mess, missing here to where all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're he's been there for a week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Where but, has time gone? But the events leading up to it... 
doesn't make sense because like you said why are you throwing a party like you know he's coming back and like yeah. you're surprised when he does like he took he took your siblings with him yeah like, he went you, to go to it's not like he's like yeah all right i'm leaving like job's done like no like yeah it, Oh, yeah, that one kind of hurt my head because I'm just like, where did you think he was going? Well, come to find out, the possible intruder was her boyfriend. Brittany Snow's in this movie. Yeah. Her boyfriend was climbing up and Vin Diesel tackles him and they wrestle. And Anyways, so he makes every house guest stay to clean up, which again is like, oh, okay. And this is when he finds a DVD or a disc labeled ghost and it just so happens he's got it in the biggest goddamn window in the house looking at it and he's getting spied on and we're like yeah. Whoa, who are the spies who could it be who, who, who could, it be? could it be who could it be maybe it's the dead father maybe he's not dead maybe he's there hmm, hmm, hmm. weird uh so the spy see him put this into his cargo pants and then after everything's cleaned up and the kids are kind of getting ready for bed, the assassins break into the house. And I'm guessing it's to try to get the disc. Yep. I don't know if this thing survives that fight in a cargo pant. No. I think this thing gets shattered. Probably. So this is the turning point for the kids. Like, okay, we didn't take this guy seriously. He's, it's, he's here to protect us. And it's also the turning point for this whole thing of like, when were we supposed to take this serious? Yeah. You called in a Navy guy to watch these kids for a weekend. Two months after the death. So why now? Yeah. Is it strictly because you think that ghost might be coming out if the wife is able to figure out the password? And if that's the case, then the kids go with and stay separate. I'm just saying, for the, for this movie to happen, you just got to suspend most of like smart logic suspend reality pretty much yeah to even do this um let's see here so he he just keeps leaving these kids behind um second driver's ed second day driver's ed so he's taking him to driver's ed like he's trying to fulfill like the needs of a babysitter here okay nazi plot twist oh my god this whole thing this, is... This is just dumb. <laughs> it is actually dumb. It actually also doesn't even make sense. And let me tell you why. Oh, tell me. Because the reason being for the vice principal to think that he's like all went Nazi and everything is completely absurd considering the fact that the, the vice principal should know what plays and what is going on in the school that, that's not part of the school i think that's an independent production outside of school oh it is yeah i don't think that has anything to do with school because if we want to talk about the play i'm sitting there watching this with my wife and he's like singing with like the the lady he's supposed to be with like he's conservatively 16 years old right the person who the lady who's playing like his love interest in this story or in that play is conservatively like pushing 30. Because I'm sitting there watching it Mm -hmm. with, and I'm like, there's no way all these kids are in high school. She's like, no, look at them. I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, if that's the case... This is an outside school project. Then I guess I redact that statement. (laughs) Um, I see your point. If it's an in-school play, you should know what's going on. 
Okay, so... But he's so macho, he wouldn't care to know it's play, dude. Yeah, even so, the whole Nazi thing is kind of just out of control. Like, So, this kid sneaks out of the house again after the events of the home invasion to go to this play. Vin Diesel follows him and come to find out he is in this play of The Sound of Music. And the kid's not doing too hot, and the director gets all pissy and then just quits on the spot. And being Vin Diesel in this movie, (laughs) he can command a room no matter what, and he's able to take over this play. And uh, it's a great way to stay in shape. (laughs) Okay, all right. But again, (laughs) he has left four of the five alone. Yeah. Dude, that's dereliction of duty. <laughs> no, well, and that's well, and that's like what I'm saying. It's like if you're gonna be doing that, shouldn't you have, you know, more people, or everyone, you know, at, like with you at all times? Yeah, I, I that's just, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like he tries, and then, like these kids are still going to school, but he is still like on the grounds all during the school day. I question because. He's always right there. Yep. Because he he live he leaves uh, the youngest two with the principal to go hunt down the sewer band. They flush it. I kind of like the uh, nighttime story that he tells the one girl about the gnomes. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were taking. Who's he saying? Mushrooms and turning them into uranium. And no gnomes were left behind that day. <laughs> Perfect mission. That that wasn't bad. That was kind of yeah. Good. And then we're kind of back at school with the Murinator is being a real dick to this kid again because he's found like he's blind his hair blonde. The kid, mm. the Nazi uh, emblem he found, which. If you're doing that kind of work, I don't think you're taking your props home, maybe. Or much less leaving them at school. Like, this is just a, a blatant excuse or reason to give the Murinator a reason just to chew this kid out again. Pretty much. And to basically, like, it's just a big swing and dick contest between Murinator and Vin Diesel at some point. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe this kid had a real man at home. It's like, oh, dude, the dad's been dead for two months. Yeah, too soon. Like, wow. You just need to be punched in the face (sighs) right now. Um, But before this interaction, the Murinator gave the challenge to Shane, you know, anytime we want to wrestle. So this is the time where Vin Diesel steps up and he's like, all right, let's do it. Hmm. And somehow there's a big-ass assembly in the gymnasium for this. Oh, yeah. And all the kids are there. This is school sanctioned of, hey, we're going to watch two adults maybe beat the living shit out of each other in front of children to prove Mm. who's more masculine or what masculinity is. So I say this movie really tries to deal with what masculinity is in general. Because you have the the seal... Who's all discipline, muscles, respectful, all that stuff versus this vice principal wrestling coach 
jerkwad who doesn't know when to shut up. That's really all he is. Um, so we get to this assembly. And they use Queen. They use the music from Queen. We will rock you. <sighs> Made me mad. Mm-hmm. So the Murinator is dressed up in his singlet, headgear to wrestle. And Vin Diesel's in his trademark white T-shirt. <laughs> khaki, khaki <laughs> cargo pants. <laughs> Here to whoop some ass. And he starts off by saying, and I think he's going to do this whole list about fighting. He's like, number one, never be too eager to rush your opponent. And, like, he blocks an attack. And then he, like, controls, like, Murinator's wrist and then puts him into the chicken wing. Something else. And then this is when we get your title of the movie. Roll credits. The Pacifier, where he shoves his own the Murinator's fingers into his own mouth and says the pacifier as Vin Diesel smiles gleefully to all the children while he's almost choking out this gentleman with his own fingers. (laughs) Watch, children, as I murder your VP. (laughs) So I thought, and then this fight scene's over, and then we get into this training montage featuring Good Charlotte of the driver's ed, the play going on, and we're there, and I don't know why, but this is one of the few parts I remember from this movie is when the... Uh, so, oh, the kids learned how to fight. The Girl Scouts learned how to fight because last time they went and sold cookies, the Boy Scouts showed up. They were mm. mad about it. And they kind of kind of got a little rough. <laughs> but this little kid that shows up and they tell the joke of like... I forget what the joke was. But the way this kid's delivery of fireflies <laughs> just is like this... I don't know why... It gets me every time. <laughs> what lights up that you want to stomp on? Fireflies. Fireflies. And then another ass-kicking proceeds to happen between 12-year-old girls versus 12-year-old boys in a parking lot at Costco, and no one does anything about it. Yeah. There is a Royal Rumble. And they're just like, cool. Cool, <laughs> cool. This is great to watch. When they, they like, spread out, like, before the fight and do some moves. And I was like, holy shit, it's Power Rangers. I was waiting for them to morph up. Uh, Pink Ranger! Um, okay, so we, we... The one person we've never really talked about is the mother. Mm-hmm. She just disappears. What is she doing during this time? She's trying to figure out what the password is. So... She goes to wherever this is to provide the password to this safety deposit box that her husband left. Are you telling me for two weeks, her and this colonel that escorted her there have been sitting there from open to close guessing passwords? And it took her two weeks to look at her wedding ring to read my angel to have them unlock it. Yes. <gasps> okay. That that had to happen to allow this movie to happen. Yes. For two weeks. Yes. Despite the assassination attempt. Yes. We're still going to have proceed as planned and have Shane just monitor this house and children for the foreseeable future. No backup. No nothing. Okay. 
just that seems this seems appropriate, I guess, for a PG non thirteen movie. <laughs> so for two weeks, instead of kind of doing his job of trying to figure out if Ghost is here, Shane is still re- doing this babysitter role, and it just so happens he's in the garage by himself while the kids are in the house again. We don't have direct eyes on these kids. And Gary, not Howard, the duck, is in the garage and gets his foot stuck in this grate back against the wall. Come to find out, it's the secret entrance to this weird... The hidden layer. The hidden layer. The freaking bat cave. Um, many traps. Okay, well, we skipped we skipped a very important part here that ties this whole movie together, and it's the Peter Panda dance. Uh... So every night, to the three-year-old, the father would do the Peter Panda dance. Peter and he Panda. won't go to sleep without it. So Vin Diesel learns the Peter Panda dance. So my question to you is, who has been doing it for the last two months? The, the brother? The mom? It doesn't matter. So he's been doing this Peter Panda dance that he made up. Come to find out, it's the moves you'd have to take to get through his security system in his bat cave. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that the payoff for that would be super, super awesome? Because, all right, let's get going here. Um... They get the safety deposit box. It's, it's a key. The colonel calls Shane and says, hey, we've got the key. It goes to a vault. And this is about the time Vin Diesel goes, oh, I found it. It's back of the house. Cool. So they come back to the house, the mom and the colonel. Come to find out, colonel is working for the Koreans, who are actually the next-door neighbors for an indeterminate amount of time they've been there because the wife actually doesn't like them as neighbors. So have they been watching this house for, again, are we deep cover? Years? They moved in after the father died? What? I mean... (laughs) 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 Who knows knows it doesn't matter? They're there now. Yeah, true. So they take... Okay. This... Wrap your head around this. They knock Vin Diesel out... In the garage next to the entrance to the vault. They take the kids inside and tie them all up. Except for the youngest two. And the male assassin stays with them. The mom is held at gunpoint. They go downstairs with the female assassin. And they've got to figure out how to get there. She takes a first step in there and gets flame to the face. (laughs) And all she can say is, I just got my eyebrows done. Yep, and she just stood there. And, yeah. Dude, I call it BS, dude. Those flames would be so hot. There's no way you're just standing there letting your face get roasted. It was a real like Looney Tunes moment of like, oh, all the thing that happened to you is my face got a little burnt yep. and black. But nothing serious. I like my chicken extra yeah. crispy. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Oh, real Bugs Bunny. Okay. Why in the hell do you not tie up Shane. Because reasons. So the kids kind of make their way. They get out. They escape. 
through some antics. And because Vin Diesel's been training her to drive fast and furious in a freaking minivan, <laughs> they all book it to the minivan, and she's hauling ass around town trying to elude the assassin now. Mm-hmm. And ends up driving by the school and the vice or the principal sees it and she kind of thinks there's something wrong because now cops are following. Mm. During this time, Vin Diesel went down into the vault and like, you know, I can make it. I can do this. I got you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we can get through this together. So he does the Peter Panda dance to get to the vault. And the vault's got a ghost. So kind of wrap up this movie. Like the kids come back with cops on their tail. Um, during this chase scene like the assassin like somehow gets close to him and she bumps him with the van and then all of a sudden they're like nose to nose but he's able to drive backwards <laughs> without and like yep. you know it's one of those weird guys like that that can't happen unless he uh... okay <laughs> okay yeah. Okay. They didn't tie up Shane. The car chase is going on. The Peter Panda dance gets him through it. Um, so they get to the vault, and he's not sure how to open it. And so a fight ensues. And, okay, how does he knock out the... How does the colonel get taken out of the picture? Because now he's got a gun on Shane. Well, I can tell you how. Dude, Yeah. He sat there and he's like, uh, "Oh, what did he say? Like nine night or something like that." He just, he just, <laughs> Vin Diesel just happened to know. He says, "He's laying out. He's sitting on the ground. Colonel's got a gun to him, and he's just the right length away from the vault door." Uh-huh. He says, "Good night, Peter Panda." And yep, boom. the vault door for some reason pops open for. A foot and smacks this guy in the back of the head. A, it pops open with the force to knock somebody out, and B, it pops open with force for reasons. Movie's got a movie. So, quest two questions: How did he know those words were open? It, I guess, because it's the end of the song. Because he's an inside agent. And then two: How would he know like it would pop open instead of just like unlocking? Yeah, he I. It doesn't add up. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't should, matter. Yeah. So they try to get out. The kids show back up. They're all in the driveway. And the colonel is there. The vice, or the principal is showing up and hiding in the bushes. Vin sees her. And this is the point where Vin's like, all right, I'll give you a ghost. Sets a ghost down. But the duck is there. And Vin goes, now, Gary! And this duck proceeds to bite this gentleman in the balls while the principal jumps down and kicks him in the face and knocks him out. And the police are there. Hooray. Um, and scene. And scene. There was a point here before all this where like the youngest kid after the Peter Panda dance said like, night daddy or love you daddy to Vin. Kind of Kind of tugs in your heartstrings just a tad. Uh, just, just a tad. Oh, the kid's no, missing his father. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Vin Diesel. Daddy Diesel. Daddy Diesel. Daddy for Diesel. You. <laughs> I'll do the panda dance for you. Daddy <laughs> Daddy Diesel here for you. Dude, oh, that'd be so funny if like he actually did that for his kids. 
the, the if, Peter, the Peter and he's real life, he's just yeah. a Peter Panda dance. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you'll never believe where I learned this dance. <laughs> and then he ends it with, I am Groot. I am Groot. Uh, the reason I say this movie is about Murray. So this movie wraps up, like, they're all sad, like, all of a sudden, like, Ven's got to leave. He's like, no, we got one more. We got one more thing to do. We're family. <laughs> he's got to, he's got to direct this apparently one night, one night showing of <laughs> Sound of Music. So during this sweet, very quick wrap up, what is Vin Diesel going to do now? They they tell us. Did you catch it? Mm-mm. Apparently, he's working at the school. <laughs> because uh... this play ends, and you get a nice like moment between the teen kid who was in the play, like hugging Vin Diesel, and they're smiling together. And for some reason, Murray's in this play dressed as a nun, <laughs> and the vice or the principal's like, "Yeah, it'll be nice to have you around, Vin, because Murray's not with us anymore." So I'm guessing Vin is. A coach of some sort or something. Uh, okay. But this movie ends on Murray dressed as a nun singing in this play. <laughs> How does this movie end not on the family? It ends on Murray? Uh, because Murray's a way more interesting character, apparently. Well, they make it sound like he finally found his calling. So his whole being like a, a dick through this whole movie is because he was unhappy with his life. I like guess. deep down, he wanted to do musicals. Yep. That that is that what's going on? Like, <laughs> know yourself and don't be happy. Is that is that the takeaway? I guess. Holy shit, dude! If you've got a movie that's based on like this unit of family and they're finally like healing from like the death of their father and this whole ordeal, I'm sorry to be like fast and the fierce, but like, why wouldn't you end this on like a family dinner scene? Yeah, like, everybody laughing and having fun. That's like, so funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. Like you, you end it on the play, which nobody knew about. I, I don't think. Right. But then you go an extra step and like you don't even end it on like any of your main characters that this whole movie's focused on. Yeah. Dumb. How? Dum 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 dum. That's like. I don't know. Name a movie, and it's like I'm looking at your Joker poster. What if, what if like Joker didn't end with the Joker doing anything? What if it ended on some random like <sighs> side character for some stupid reason? Like, but that's not what the story was about, right? Like, yeah, it's that it, just that just seems completely. It doesn't make ignorance. Sense. Maybe not ignorance. The word. There's just no thought. Like you just ended on. They're like on this, like what? They're like, all right, let's wrap this up, guys. I'm done with this, and they're like, well, we haven't really thought of anything to wrap it up with, and like, yeah, well, we'll just, it's just something, something will work, and that's that's like what they came up with. Y- yeah, and again, like you, you could have, <laughs> I mean, you could have ended it with uh, even him being the, the, the his first day of class or something, and mildly set it up for a sequel, maybe. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, like. I could see this movie being set up again. For some reason, like Vin oh. Diesel didn't like doing sequels. Because except, except for, for like Fast maybe Riddick. And Riddick and Triple X. Well yeah, he does Triple X and then he's not in the second one, but he does Return of Xander Cage, which was three or so years ago now, which was dog shit. He didn't 
oh, I did read. The only reason he did that cameo in Tokyo Drift was so that he could get the rights to do, be like the Riddick character. And so, like, he didn't even really mm-hmm. want, like, I'm surprised they got him back for Fast and Furious. He's an interesting dude when it comes to the projects he picks. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to be, what, walled into, like, being known as the Fast and Furious guy? What? I, I mean, I guess Robert Downey Jr. kind of the same mentality, I, I guess I've been told. Like, I don't want people to remember his Iron Man. Well, well yeah, that was your best work, so... Yeah. Well, arguably your best work. Most iconic. Of course you will be. But uh, Vin Diesel's an interesting dude in general. I, I guess my point was I wouldn't be surprised if this actually got a sequel of some sorts <laughs> for reboot. some reason. Of I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. This, this movie is just, it's something else. So what I did not talk about was... Uh, any of the movies that came out that year. And that was the year Batman Begins came out. Oh, wow. And it took number eight at the box office that year, which... What did Batman Begins or the Pacifier did? Batman Begins. Oh, okay. Pacifier didn't hit the top ten of them. I was going to say, like, Get out what? of here. <laughs> no, like that year, you had Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Again, I don't know which freaking number that is of the Harry Potter franchise. Goblet of Fire, that's... That's like four or five. All right. Uh, two coming in is Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Holy cannoli. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Is that the f- That's the first, first one. one. War of the War- World. That's Tom Cruise. That was a good one. King Kong. That was, yeah. Madagascar. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Batman Begins. And Hitch. Holy yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a big year. Dude, this is this is one of those few years where Disney only has one of the top ten, and that's the Chronicles of Narnia. It's the Chronicles of Narnia. Because Star Wars wasn't Disney yet. They were 20th Century Fox. And then you start seeing the gradual takeover of everything media from Disney. Yeah. I feel like we've ragged on Disney a lot. Yeah, sometimes. well. Well, when you're a huge conglomerate like Disney. I was going to say. And you have potential to make great stuff or shitty stuff. I'm going to remember you. Exactly. Yeah, I guess my point is like with Vin Diesel, like, again, he's never really done sequels until it came to Fast and Furious where all of a sudden it's just one after another. But, you know, Triple X was an 02. Return of Xander Cage, 2017. Like, that's a huge gap. To all of a sudden, like, get back into, like, a kind of franchise-ish yeah. thing. Yeah. And even with Fast and Furious, that was, oh, no. That was, oh, nine? Yeah, those... No. Wait. I always forget how they freaking... Okay, I'm sorry. The Fast and The Furious was, oh, one. God, I hate the way they name these things. Yeah. was, oh, one. Tokyo and... Drift, he makes the cameo uncredited, was, oh, six. And then he hasn't come back to oh not until Fast and Furious in 09. Like he's just never in a hurry to get back in anything that has been profitable for him. Yeah, he's just he's just out there, I guess. I don't know. But then when he started getting those Disney Groot bucks coming in <laughs> from freaking saying three words, what does it matter? Uh you know, I just 
He's an interest. Oh, Bloodshot was from this year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Again, a comic movie. I haven't seen it. I watched some like clips of it, and that just seems like it's awful too. So I, I mean, Vin Diesel, good or bad? <sighs> I don't know. Is it I, a good kind of bad or the bad kind of good? I don't. I don't think he's like really that bad. I think it just kind of depends on like the films that he's been in, and I think that he might kind of have a bad rep just because of the films that he has been in. But I mean. I feel like overall and in general, I don't think Vin Diesel's like a bad actor, um, like a bad person in general. I just I kind of wonder about his selections and tastes, I suppose. But yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see him in some other roles. I mean, well, and there's there's plenty of actors that can you know bounce out of you know, like their typical roles that they play. So I mean. It's just testing your boundaries and, I guess, knowing what you can and cannot do. Because, I mean, I think it would be kind of interesting to see him in a, in a slightly different film. Which, you know, that's what this one was. is a slightly different film than what he's used to doing. But you also got to get the great creative mind behind it to make a good story and a good film. You know, it's not all just on the actor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I... Because, I mean, he realistically, he hasn't done a whole lot. Like, yeah, he's done a lot, but, like, a lot of, like, the same stuff. Well, it is weird because Vin Diesel isn't a name that gets my butt into seats either. No. Like I said, like, I'll watch um, Pitch Black. But I, and I tried to watch, like, one of the... It must have been, like, the Chronicles of Riddick or whatever the hell. And I, I got bored out of my freaking mind with it. And maybe that deserves a rewatch. I don't know. And then that newest one... Of that series, I watched clips too, and I was like, holy crap, like this is just overblown stuff. And again, I guess I need to watch it to have like a fair assessment of it. But that's why I'm like, but Vin Diesel doesn't isn't getting me into seats in the in those ones. It's it's more the the subject matter. Like, right. oh it's space alien kind of sci fi stuff. Maybe I'll I'll go see it. But it's like, oh shit, it's a new Vin Diesel. <laughs> I gotta buy my ticket yeah. three months in advance. Yeah. Like that's just that's what I'm saying. Like I'm mildly surprised. Like he still acts, but then again, like he probably gets a lot of money anymore. That how could you not? Yeah, well, Fast and Furious is still a huge thing for some reason. Yeah, I I'm, I hear what you're saying. I'm still able to, get to wrap my head around that, but I mean, I just remember when the last. The, or yeah, I think it was like the most recent one came out. Uh, I, I remember seeing a bunch of people posting about it and you know talking about it and want to go the, see it with the all their f- buddies. The furious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, whatever you know, people I guess still like it. So whatever. <laughs> well, and he also produces a bunch of those too. Like he's kind of, I mean, he kind of produces his own stuff, and maybe that's something to be said that he creates work for himself or sustains work for himself and and others around him you know maybe yeah but i guess the only way you can judge if like you're a heavy and like the action star realm is if you've ever been in an unbreak no true expendables movie and i almost said unbreakable movie in any of the expendable movies expendables and you know 
uh alan richardson uh played raf for the new turtle movies and was in that blue mountain state and mm-hmm. is in teen or not teen titans but titans right now he's one of those guys too like i don't know if he's gotten a fair shake but like he's way more cut and beefy than vin diesel's ever been and this guy's kind of funny and so like I guess why I'm saying bringing this up is like he's one of those this this Allen guy is one of those guys who seems like he's got the physicality to be like an ex marine, but he's also got like the comedy chops where he could do like a pacifier esque movie. And I'm surprised this guy doesn't do bigger things because he's almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the sense of like physique. Mm-hmm. And I mean like. Arguably, like, Arnold's not the best actor to ever walk the planet. Fine. But he always, like, his movies were interesting enough. And I guess what I'm saying is, like, I really champion Alan as being a better, and being in better movies. Like, being out there more. Right. So if you get somebody like Vin Diesel, who's, like, super picky, and I guess is known for being buff, and that's why he gets cast. Like, there's plenty of buffer dudes out there who can do it. True. So, I'm not saying Vin Diesel is not appealing, but from like a movie standpoint, like, is he appealing enough to get to be in my movie? Yeah, because I think it's kind of wishy washy on that. Because again, he's not the one. I got more excited for Fast and Furious when The Rock showed up. Honestly, yeah, I'd Rock, rather the watch Rock The Rock. Made it more interesting. And I mean, but there again, you you get you get a galaxy's distance away from what those first three Fast and Furious movies are to what they are now. That, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's galaxies light. away. It's, <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> like they're just so far out there that yeah, it's nothing. I don't know. The the pacifier is just one of those like time stamps of history of like you watch it and you're like. Yeah, that's what it is. I guess that's where we were in 2005. Nothing great about it. I mean, I, I guess I would argue, like, again, you if you make it for $56 million and you get just shy of $200 million back, did you really make your money back in the grand scheme of things? Like, I don't know what Vin got paid for this in 05. But you've got eight producers and then other actors and stuff. Like I can't imagine this is, and the the songwrites alone to some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it costs you something. Uh huh. And it, honestly, like go watch Three Ninjas. That's straight up just and again, there's something about movies where kids are able to beat up full grown adults using any kind of <laughs> karate or fighting where you're like mm, this gets unbelievable to an extent but i mean i'm just your average ordinary everyday superhero trying to save the world and after (laughs) all the hype it's hard to tell i'm gonna keep my game face on as well just your average ordinary everyday superhero wishing to god i didn't watch pacifier this dvd might find its way into the trash yeah, the movie's kind of bad. Yep. And, yeah, I, I kind of... What I told you before we started, I, I thought I remembered it being a little bit better, but 
did anything spark of like why you thought this was better like the comedy the action like what no it's just me being a young adolescent and you know and you're like oh it's the guy from fast and furious yes. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh he has diaper jokes in this movie. I'm uh, you so know, excited. <laughs> Actually, though, I, I feel like that's probably why I ever saw it in the first place. Was I was like, oh, like it's has Vin Diesel in it, you know, from Fast and Furious, and you know, I might, I might be a bad, you know. So that's probably why I thought it was good or you know decent because I thought it was back in the day. But yeah, that's that's definitely not the case here. Some of these movies just do not age well. Well, if you believe the this DVD, according to Jim for KNX CBS Radio, this is Vin Diesel's best movie ever. <laughs> and up to that point, maybe. But I don't know how you say that. You know what? When you think Vin Diesel, you will always think Pacifier. Seriously. And then according to the another Jim for ABC TV Tucson... Fun for all ages. <laughs> I still argue. I know what's PG. I don't know what age group is enjoying this movie because I'm not going to let my almost six-year-old watch this because he would get bored out of his mind. Yep. No teenager is going to watch this because they're teenagers and no adult would want to because you're an adult. Yep. This is one of those movie genres. I don't know how it's ever survived. For very long, of like children in these situations, and yeah, fine. You could say Harry Potter, you say like Chronicles of Narnia, that stuff, fine. But when you like kind of bring in like quote unquote real world, where like there's real stakes, yeah, it gets you got to suspend so much belief and like realism to it that you might as well just be making a fantasy movie where these kids have magic powers or or. <laughs> Or something because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's it's just you know ridiculous. I mean going back to someone's like Harriet the Spy. I've never seen it. I mean it's a kid detective. Mm-hmm. I guess if you want a good kid detective movie, go watch. Uh, oh my God, what is the movie with Donald Glover? Mystery Team. Ah, uh, Mystery Team. That is an R-rated. <laughs> huh. An actual spy-esque you know. movie. Go watch that. Uh, Don't watch Pacifier. No. He'll put you to sleep like a pacifier. Literally. Or you can learn a sweet wrestling move from watching this called The Pacifier. (laughs) So, you know, just to wrap it up, I'm just your average, ordinary, everyday superhero. Doing cool stuff. Doing cool stuff. Laters.